When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. God bless you guys. God bless the world, buddy. Let's go racing. This is the Loud Pedal Podcast. A very diverse cast of automobile racing characters. With your host, NBC Sports television analyst and part-time midget racer, it's D. Welch, and Mr. Dylan Welch. Yeah, you damn right I got that out there. Yeah. Oh, that stupid-ass flagman. They got a dumb-ass flagman that can't see. And an expert in only one category, food. Now, look how big those things are. A little meat on the bone there. And cook perfect. Well, sometimes racing, but mostly food. When you're talking a, a meal, like people I'm about to die, I will ask for 15 to 20 chicken wings. It's heavy lunch, Tyler Burnett. This is episode 53 of the Loud Pedal Podcast here on Flow Racing. D. Welch, Tyler Burnett here with you, and we have a good one for you today. Brent Cruz is going to join the show today. He's under Kevin Harvick Management, KHI Management. Um, He drives... A micro sprint primarily at Millbridge and, you know, nationally, you know, we might likely see him at Port City and the Give Back Classic. We've saw him compete well at the Tulsa Shootout as well. But recently, D. Welch Cruz has been winning Power Eye National Midget Races and is already taking to the midgets like a fish out of water. Yeah, you know, he's one of Chad Boat's um, new young prodigies, if you will, and and he's 13 years old uh, and drives like, you know, a seasoned veteran. Uh, and yeah, he's already winning, you know, already winning power. I races at, uh, places that are hard to win at. First of all, like, you know, uh, I think he won at Jacksonville and he obviously won at Peavley, which is a man's racetrack and he's, you know, he's 13 years old. So he's, uh, I've, I've ever since I moved down here and saw him race at Millbridge, I have been a huge Brent Cruz fan because he just amazes me every time you get to watch him and, uh, drives the car so hard and so fearlessly, um, and he's, he's a kid and he's, he's going to be around for a long, long time and he's going to have a lot of success. So I'm glad we could finally get him on. We were just doing math. Um, we have what about almost four twenty twenty five 25 chili bowl is when you'll be able to see Brent Cruz race in the chili bowl. However, you will be able to see him race in the Tulsa shootout on flow racing uh, every single year up until that point. He is a really good talent. He, of course, I mentioned he's under Kevin Harvick management. He'll tell that story of how he found or he was found by Kevin Harvick and, and, and is now managed by his uh, KHI group. Um, just a good story. And it's going to be fun to have him on the show today and talk to him about his young career that's just getting started. But he's already won uh, a ton of races already. Let's get into our Sun Dollar Restoration Hat Shakes of the Week brought to you by Sun Dollar Restoration. Um, the company's based out of Carmel, Indiana and Jason and um, Kim. They're great people. They have supported your career over the years, D. Welch, and will continue to do that and also support Zeb Wise's career uh, with the All-Star Circuit of Champions. And they have a couple of micro racers and a non-wing 360 racer, Christian Bruno, 
uh, that's in uh, Pennsylvania. He's a good up and coming talent. They have um, not only do they not only do they support racing though, they will help you out with water, fire, mold restoration damage on your house. You can get with your insurance company. Your insurance company will pay for it all, and they kind of work through the insurance company. That is at sundollar.net. Let's go through some of the winners. Danny Dietrich won at BAPS Motor Speedway with the winged 410 Sprint Cars. Um, he's really started to come alive here, D. Wells, toward the end of the year. Yeah, he has. And, uh, you know, obviously a couple more big ones coming up in, in PA this year, and um, he's ready. So don't count him out. Lucas Oil Speedway ASCS National Tour. Derek Hagar wins uh, with a 360 Sprint Cars. Good win for him. That was Thursday, September 16th. Friday, September 17th, Blake Anderson got a victory. How about that? <laughs> Flow Racing Zone. I don't think it's Blake Anderson's. Uh, <laughs> I don't think that's the Flow Racing Blake Anderson, but that's a Cedar Lake Speedway in Wisconsin, the UMSS Traditional Sprint Car Series. So non-wing group there, Blake Anderson wins. Ty Mahako, who's been really coming on late here this year, uh, a non-wing 410 sprint car win at Bloomington, Indiana. Congratulations to Mahako. Uh, Paul Neenheiser, who jumped off the, US, the USAC National Sprint Car Series and has gone back wing racing in his, uh, I guess, home area of Jacksonville, Illinois, won at Jacksonville Speedway. Congratulations to him. So did Josh Boffman. They were, uh, he was a winner at Lernerville. Uh, Greg Wilson. I thought that was a pretty popular win yeah. on social media, wasn't it? It was. Moeller Raceway Park, Williamsburg, Ohio. Greg Wilson back to victory lane with the fast 410 sprint cars. Saw him win a ton of races and championships with the All-Stars. And it's uh, he's teamed up with the Ceilings, who are based out of Beaver Dam, Ohio. And they've had a pretty good end of the year here. I wouldn't be surprised to see them get back together uh, for next year and, and kind of, you know, go after another fast title or, or you know, see some competition from them there. They've been really good here towards the end of the year, and I think uh, that's kind of a good combination between those guys. Anthony Macri, all-star circuit of champions, victory at Williams Grove Speedway. Macri is a guy we probably need to watch out for. Now he, won, he, he made the Knoxville Nationals this year. He's going to be a guy who's really going to be a threat here in the next couple of years. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, it has been for the last couple of years, so he he'll definitely will be for sure moving forward. Loves to pound the fence at Port Royal. There's no question about that. Uh, Chase Johnson, USAC West Coast Sprint Car victory at Bakersfield, California. Scotty Teal won the IRA Beaver Dam Raceway event. Congratulations to Scotty Teal. That was on uh, Flow Racing. Let's see what else we got here. Timez, Buckeye Outlaw Sprint Car Series event, or uh, better known as the Isaac Chapel Sprint Car Series no, <laughs> Isaac had a, well, he's the, he has the most wins, uh, you know, straight this year. We had him on the podcast and on the loud pedal, um, to talk about his year so far, but team has had a few, uh, victories this year with the Buckeye outlaw sprint car series. That was at Fremont speedway while Jamie Miller won the three Oh five event, Greg Wilson, again, a winner with the four ten sprint cars at Fremont. So back-to-back -back wins for Greg Wilson. Carson Macedo, winner with the World of Outlaws at the Keller Auto Speedway. It was the Tom Tarleton Classic. Is that right? Or was, it, yep. is that, was that the event? Mm -hmm. That's his family's event, right? It is, yeah. And it's going to be cool to see um, Tarleton going to be on Kyle Larson's vehicle this weekend uh, for the Cup Series event, the NASCAR Cup Series event. He is, uh, you know, with a win at Bristol, made it to the next round. I was, I was, um, 
pleasantly surprised to see that C bell made it to the next round too. Yeah. He did a good job. Just hung around, put himself in the right spots. I've always contested that C bell is a great points racer. You know, he, he won his first USAC national midget championship uh, in his first year. Of course, Larson didn't do that. So, um, you know, I think, I think, well, let's just say this. Larson has faster cars right now, but Seabell might be a better point racer. Uh, I think Seabell has always just been smart. I mean, not necessarily smarter than Kyle, but he's, you know, he's calculate. Christopher's very calculated and very, um, you know, kind of, kind of had to be. And I think he'll admit, you know, that he didn't have the raw talent that Kyle had when he first showed up on the scene. So he had to figure out a way to be better than him. And he sometimes just, you know, outsmarted him. And so I think that's one of his strengths is that, uh, he just is a, you know, he thinks, you know, about what he has to do and, and puts himself in the right spots. Not that Kyle doesn't, but you know what I mean? Nick Bilby winner with the non-wing 410 sprint cars at Lawrenceburg Speedway, while Justin Peck scored a huge win in the dirt classic at um, Lincoln Speedway with the all-star circuit of champions. I think what did I read somewhere it was 35 uh, races since he had won. I think his last race he won at Muskegon, I believe during Ohio sprint week, uh, was, was Peck's last win. he kind of got off to a hot start there at the beginning of the year and cooled off a bit, but a big win for them to win at Lincoln speedway. I know Zeb wise, um, I think he finished third in that race. Uh, he and Peck had a great battle most of that race. And it was, a, it was a really good one at Lincoln speedway. You saw it on uh, flow racing. JJ Hickle is hot this year. He wins another ASCS national tour event at Lucas oil speedway. Cy Lynch winged 410 sprint car winner at Mercer Raceway. That's the that's uh Mercer is the home of uh my wife. Oh yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, big win in uh, my wife's backyard there for Cy Lynch. Uh let's see who else we got here. Terry did, did he dedicate did he dedicate the window in Victory Lane? I don't think so. I don't I don't even know if my wife's ever been to the racetrack. <laughs> <laughs> it's right, right in her backyard. Uh, Terry McCarl winner at the Midwest spring touring series at rapid speedway. Uh, let's see. Kevin Thomas, jr. USAC national sprint car series winner at Hobstad. It was the Hobstad hustler. What'd you think of that race? I uh, didn't see it. It was Saturday night. I was working. It was a good one, uh, between KT, Justin Grant, and a few others. I didn't see it either. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, nice one for KT. Uh, the last time he was in Hobstadt, he was celebrating an Indiana Sprint Week championship. And now uh, big money payday there at the Hobstadt Hustler at Tri-State Speedway for KT. Chase Johnson gets his second win of the weekend. He won the USAC West Coast Sprint Car Series event at Bakersfield. That's all I have. If I forgot you, I don't care. Uh, so I'm, I'm sorry. Um, that's, that's what I got. Who's your hat shake? Who's your Sun Dollar Restoration hat shake of the week? Mine's going to go to Dason Persley. Uh, first sprint car race of his career at the Hustler and finished eighth. Uh, according to Richie on the USAC Twitter, it's the third driver this year to earn a top 10 in USAC sprint car competition, making his first start. Um, so he tied Cannon's eighth place finish in his first start. So um, Dason's another guy, obviously, you know, young kid that uh, has been around for a few years now, but um, is just kind of starting to run the sprint car stuff. And um, had a really good day at a, at a really tough track to make your very first start at. So um, hat shake to him. Hat shake, Sun Dollar Restoration hat shake of the week goes to Dason Persley. Mine's going to Greg Wilson. Two wins this week with ceilings. 
uh, and the and I grew up with the ceiling car racing at Limeland with with their son Corey in that car. We saw Mike Breck in that car every once in a while, and the 360. And then we had like Dean Jacobs in that car and a few others. It's just an iconic Ohio car. And to see, you know, Greg Wilson, who's an iconic Ohio driver, pair up with them and compete well, win two races this past week. That's where my Sun Dollar Restoration Hat Shake of the Week is going to. Of course, we could have given it to anybody. We could have given it to Justin Peck, who, um, you know, won the Dirt Classic. We could have given it to any of these guys. Chase Johnson for winning. Our buddy Chase Johnson for winning. Went in two races over the weekend. <laughs> is G-Dub going to run Eldora this weekend? I don't know. I'd be surprised. I mean, they got a little bit more coin now. Why not go there? No. You know where you can find him? Right around the infield. <laughs> Dragging that left front on the concrete. <laughs> yeah, that thing. I mean, that thing slicked off for the first Kings Royal with, uh, with um, you know, Sunshine winning that one. And then, of course, Larson won the second. We, I don't think we're going to see Larson at the World of Outlaws event. I'm pretty sure he's probably going to go. Um, well, he might be at a late model race somewhere. He was supposed to race at Farmer City with the Castrol, you know, night in America, Castrol for racing night in America, which is on Tuesday, but it was rain delayed. You can now watch that race tomorrow, Wednesday, September 22nd. And hopefully Larson will still be at that. There's going to be some other big hitters, including Davenport and a few others. So check that out. If you like late model racing, those are Sun Dollar Restoration Hat Shakes of the Week brought to you by Sun Dollar restoration before we talk to brent cruz let's preview the four crown nationals that are happening this weekend for the united states auto club and the all-star circuit of champions i want to make a note first tyler courtney is getting set to compete in every single one of those cars and every single one of those races d welch yeah he is yeah so they run the outlaws and a usac midget full show friday with silver crown qualifying and then saturday is full shows again for the midgets sprint cars the silver crown cars and the all-stars so uh yeah i mean there's a i mean it's not out of the realm of possibility that he wins all five of those features um so who knows there's not really anyone better at eldora right now than him right all all six of those features i guess with the double midget show you know i mean i don't i don't think there is i mean i think he's i think he's the best one there right now um and he knows it you know so he's confident there and um you know, walks into that place, I think, knowing that he's going to win something uh, and probably honestly feels pretty good. And, and it's not, again, unrealistic to think he could win all all six. So it'll be uh, that's half the reason to watch to see if he can if, you know, if he can sweep. Another reason to watch is for Robert Ballou. The last time we went there, he and Tyler Courtney put on a whale of a battle in the second feature event. Uh, he came out on top whenever he goes into Eldora. He's just like a hurricane. He starts, you know, spewing, you know, whatever he wants to say about the racetrack. You know, he loves the place, of course, and he loves everything that Tony Stewart's done with the place. But he will go in there and he will be the headline in this sprint car series, yeah. don't you think? Well, and, and he's he's very good there, too. You know, obviously has, has won a lot there in the past. And uh, if there's anybody that's going to go toe to toe with Sunshine, I think it's I think it's Robert, um, you know, because he just gets around that place really well and he's he knows how to. Uh, you know, run right up on the fence, you know, like you have to there. So uh, I think those two will put on a, on a, put on a really good show. No question about that. That was the let's race Two event uh, was the last time they were there. Um, you know, silver crown series. We talked to CJ Leary. We're not sure if he's going to end up being there, um, but Leary is always very good at Eldora speedway. 
Um, I think it's going to be really fun to see. And also we got to give a shout out to, you know, Brian Tyler who won the last silver crown series event. He's getting ready to make his 200th start at Eldora Speedway. So that's going to be fun to see. Yeah, absolutely. Glad he's back in the series. 200th career start. Hey, we, probably, I mean, it's, we probably should talk to him. Mean, it's a championship round for the silver crown series, right? I mean, they don't go anywhere else after this. That's correct. So this is, and I think Cody is, I'm going to pull my phone up quickly here and look at what the point spread is, but I think Cody, points. yeah, so it's close. So Cody doesn't exactly have it in the bag, but he's, uh, he's close. Keep in mind too, he didn't race the whole year. Cody didn't. Um, and he's, you know, he's leading the, leading the standings, you know, per, per usual. So yeah, it's, uh, 16 points over CV. Uh, and then it's a ways back to Justin Grant in third, but yeah, so those, and, and Logan will be, Logan will be good at Eldora. You know, he'll be good there this weekend. So, uh, oh no, you know what they, they run it, uh, they run it Toledo in October. So it's not the championship round. So. Including, and, and Swanson of course is a great payment driver and it's going to probably have the advantage going into Toledo. So CV's going to have to get up on the wheel here. If he wants to win this championship, he's had a tremendous rookie year in the silver crown series is going to win rookie of the year. Um, that's, that's fairly easy to say there. Um, but it's been fun to see CV run in the silver crown series this year, and he's been extremely competitive. Uh, so look forward to the four crown nationals. Of course, the all-stars going back there, Tyler Courtney, um, you know, the Kings Royal champion. He was the, he was the first Kings Royal. Actually, he's, he's the most recent because it was the 38th Kings Royal, then the 37th. So, um, you know, King Tyler, the 38th heads in to Eldora looking to dethrone the outlaws again. Of course, the outlaws went to Kings Royal and they never won a race. Um, you know, Tyler Courtney won the first one and then Kyle Larson won the second one. So they're obviously going to be hungry for a win in that first night. And then hopefully some of them stick around. You'll see some of them on Flow Racing uh, for the All-Stars on the second night, which is going to be a tremendous field no matter what, even if some of the outlaws don't stay. But I, I imagine a, a lot of them will stay and, and run with the All-Stars on that final night. And you'll get to see them all live on Flow Racing. Let's chat with Brent Cruz. He is next. This is episode 53 of the Loud Pedal Podcast here on Flow Racing. Gentlemen, start your engines. The race cars too are historic. They are the ancestors of the current Indianapolis car. As we get ready for exciting USAC Drift Car Racing. But we're not here for horses. We're here for horsepower. And we welcome you back to episode 53 of the Loud Pedal Podcast. We're joined by one of the hottest young drivers in the country. He currently competes with Chad Boat Motorsports. You can also see him weekly at Millbridge in the micro sprints, tearing it up there. It's Brent Cruz. Brent, how are you? Great. How are you? Doing good, man. So um, we've, Tyler and I obviously have been familiar with you for a while now, just from watching you at Millbridge and everything, but you're you're kind of bursting onto the scene now winning these midget races and everything else with Chad. So we just kind of wanted to, to get your story and hear your story. So um, take us back to the beginning of your racing career and, and, you know, why did you want to start racing? What, you know, what gave you the bug to start? Uh, well, we started off with regular sports as in like football and soccer. And I was super competitive from the very start. And, you know, some of my teammates were lazy and didn't try as hard. And I was super competitive, trying my best. And 
they didn't give it their all and I'd get super frustrated when we'd lose. So we came to the go-kart track one day and I started running laps and I just fell in love ever since. <laughs> Racing is a little bit more in your control, I guess. That would be that'd be pretty accurate, right? Yeah. <laughs> so when you're looking at, you know, the start of your career, what's kind of been the biggest challenges of going back and forth from, you know, go-karts on pavement and, and racing go-karts on dirt and then going to the dirt cars. Now what's been the biggest challenges? Uh, definitely weight. Uh, our go-karts weigh around like 300 pounds is uh, pretty heavy to 400 pounds and the midgets weigh a thousand and sprint cars are like 1400. So definitely the weight to me, the speed gets pretty easy once you start running more laps, but definitely the weight for me. What, I mean, what's been like the biggest, like, cause we, Tyler and I have talked before about how it's crazy to me to think about when I was your age, like I raced quarter midgets till I was 12. And so like, to me, jumping in a sprint car when I was 14 or whatever would have been like crazy because I just can't wrap my head around that. So like, what's, what's been the biggest challenge for you, I guess, kind of adapting to all of these different things that you're driving. Uh, definitely starting off young. We started go-karts when I was like six. So really it's just natural. Cause I've been racing so long. Like I don't really think about it as me being so young. Cause I've raced for seven years now, but the biggest challenge is, I don't know. It's just, it's a lot different. Everything's different. Go-karts to midgets to sprint cars are all a big different deal. Power, weight, ratio, and just everything. It all just comes natural to you though. You just, you just <laughs> yeah. jump in and go. I mean, it's all definitely difficult. I don't want to sound too cocky here, but as, as life goes on, it just gets easier for me. Yeah, that makes sense. What have you enjoyed most about racing in the dirt midgets and working with Chad and kind of evolving your career? I mean, there's not a lot of people that get the opportunity to get into a midget at 12 years old, but you've kind of taken to it like a fish out of water. What have you enjoyed most about it? Uh, first of all, I just want to give big credits to Chad for being so professional and having a great race car because that definitely helps. It makes the environment a lot smoother. Uh, without him, none of this would be possible. And we always have a fast race car when we show up to the track. And when you have a fast race car, usually your mood's better. But uh, definitely when winning midgets this earlier is helping. And Chad as a driver coach is just amazing. And all of this helps. Kind of looking at Mil like Millbridge, you know, obviously – you you drive that place so hard and, and you specifically I think drive it harder than I, than anybody else does you just attack it so hard how did how did that experience of racing at Millbridge prepare you to get in the midget and and be comfortable right away do you feel like do you feel like it did help oh yeah for sure because Millbridge you just aiming at the wall as hard as you can and uh the midgets you drive super hard too but the only downside of Millbridge is I still don't know how to ride the bottom anywhere else, but I can ride the top pretty good. And I feel like that definitely helps in the midget everywhere we go. So do you pretty much just fully commit to the top every time you go there? Yeah. When I go to the bottom, I usually get passed by five cars. So I just move straight back up <laughs> to the top and uh, pray for everything. <laughs> it really is kind of a praying when you point to the corner there and, and hope you don't hit the wall, but it's like a feel thing, isn't it? I mean, do you know when you hit it? Like when you hit, when you hit the corner at the top of the racetrack, do you know, like I hit it that time or the next time you don't hit it? I mean, can you feel it? Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm more scared, honestly, running the bottom now missing it than I am hitting the wall on the top. Cause every, every lap at Millbridge, I hit the wall, what twice, three or four, four times. <laughs> and in the midget, you, you bounce off the cushion and you're like, Oh man, Oh well, but you go to the bottom and you miss it and your race is over. So it's just easy for me to 
rather go to the top than it definitely is during the bottom. Kind of going back to you driving for Chad, what has, what has it been like working with him from a, a driver to driver, you know, kind of perspective? Cause obviously Chad is a car owner now, but he used to race. So what kind of things has he been able to work with you on as you've, if you've kind of started to drive for him a little bit? Uh, just everything. Like before the race, we usually go look at the track and go on a track walk and he'll explain things to you that usually most guys don't explain to you. They just come to get your money. And he really likes to help us just everything. All of our drivers he'll talk to. And, you know, we have a fast race car and he explains things to us really well. So it, I feel like that helps definitely with him being a driver also helps. What's it like racing around some of the, you know, very experienced drivers. Like we saw last week, Christopher Bell, I think he ran third or fourth. Um, you know, Sheldon Creed comes out there and races. You see Brett Moffat every once in a while. These guys have a lot of experience in a lot of different cars. What's it like kind of racing with those guys? And do you ever have conversations with them? Oh yeah. I talk to Seaball all the time. He's a super cool dude. And same with the other guys, they race really good and experienced. And that for sure helps me everywhere else I go. I mean, throwing sliders with Seaball is about the highest you can get. So I, I think too, we should probably ask you about, um, you know, your relationship with, with Kevin Harvick, you know, there's, there maybe may, isn't a lot of people that know that, um, you know, that you're represented by his company. So having somebody like that in your corner too, uh, who has accomplished as much as he's accomplished, how beneficial do you feel like that's been to you as you kind of, you know, continue to progress and get in all these different cars? Uh, definitely helps with connections because, he represents my name really well and I'm very thankful for that uh that's how actually we got hooked up with Chad is from Kevin and he puts us in the best situations we can possibly be in and I try to make the best out of it where did you meet him was it was it when you were racing at GoPro and and racing around his uh son Keelan is that when you met him or how, how did he find you no it was different actually we were in Florida with Nick Tucker which was our go-kart guy from the very beginning and he actually helped me with everything I know now go-karts and dirt and Kevin saw me run a shifter cart there and I won by seven seconds. And then we went to Millbridge when Keelan was there and I won again in the micro and he came up to my stepdad and said, I want to help you guys out. Well, we, we saw, you know, he was tweeting about you at the shootout and everything this year too. I mean, that's, that's pretty cool. I mean, he's, you know, he's going to be an NASCAR all of famer and he's, you know, he's, he likes you and, and wants to support you. I'm sure that makes you feel good. Yeah, it's definitely a confidence booster just knowing what all he's achieved, watching him on TV almost when in Bristol being so close. And uh, it just for sure is a huge confidence booster. I want to know about the orange helmet. Are you still rocking that thing? Because I always thought that was the coolest thing. It's It sticks out so much on the racetrack. Are you still rocking that or or have you moved on from it? Uh, I moved on, sadly. It was for sure a good luck charm. I went to the cue ball helmet instead. I found that a little bit cooler, but <laughs> our orange sealer treated us well, that's for sure. Huh. Why, why do you go with just the, like the one color helmet? Is that just always been what you've done or, or do you have a reason for that? No, uh, my stepdad would always give me the reasons that he was tired of seeing the chips in them and didn't want to get it painted, but I'm pretty sure we're getting something soon. Thankfully. <laughs> it's expensive. You have to keep getting your helmets repainted. Yeah. Especially when I don't take care of them as I should. <laughs> Well, if you, if you wouldn't bang the boards, you wouldn't, <laughs> you wouldn't have so many chips on your helmet. No. Um, so what's, yeah, what's your sure. ultimate goal? What's your ultimate goal in racing? Where do you want to, where do you see yourself ending up? Obviously you're young right now and, and have a long you know, career ahead of you, but where do you want to end up? Where would you like to see yourself? 
Well, I love it all. I love asphalt and dirt the same. So it's it's pretty easy so far. Uh, you know, World of Outlaws sprint cars, like the whole time would be totally fine with me. And then going and running just NASCAR would also be fine with me. But I'd prefer to do pretty much what Kyle did and be be in NASCAR and then run some sprint car races too would be the dream. Do you, have you like kind of started to look at options about getting on pavement stuff more like pavement stock car stuff? Have you started to look into that at all? Yeah, we've done a little bit of testing, but we have some stuff coming up pretty shortly that I can't say too much about, but that should be some pretty fun stuff. Cool. The plan is to obviously run the Tulsa shootout. uh, Correct. I mean, it's going to be on flow racing. You're going to run in all four classes and go out there with your guys' stuff. Yeah, we got 10J helping us this year as we did last year. We had super fast stuff, and I couldn't bring it home on the top, sadly. But uh, hopefully we can get a driller this year. That's the goal, and we're running all four, and I think we got a contention. And then, you know, obviously you're too young for the Chili Bowl right now, but eventually Chili Bowl's down the road for you, of course. Uh, yeah, and I feel like I feel like I might be able to be the youngest one, maybe at 16 uh, running midgets for three years going into the chili bowl since I'm 13 now I feel like that'll definitely help and hopefully we can race Kyle and T-Bill when do you turn 16 what, like when's your birthday uh, March 30th 08 okay so yeah. you'll yeah I know and making <laughs> making us both feel old <laughs> cool well thanks for coming on dude appreciate your time and you know, we love watching you, obviously, and excited to, you know, watch you keep tearing it up for the next, uh, you know, the next few years. And then when you get in the national stuff, it's going to be even more fun. So can't wait to watch. Yeah. Thank you guys for everything. So uh, he, March of 08. So he turns 16 March of 2024. 20, Is that right? I think so. So he can't even run Chili Bowl till 2025. Yep. 2025. Jeez. It's like Dason Persley. I know. Well, Well, that's the thing. That's the craziest thing is like, like he said, like he's, he's 13 now. Right. And is going to have three, three full years in a midget and a sprint car and whatever else he's running. And he's going to show up at Chili Bowl, and he's going to be as prepared as anybody in his, yeah. his very first one. He's 16, you know, and he'll be he'll be ready, and he'll probably you know probably contend. He's already prepared. I mean, no, I, I know he's he won. could go run. It. Yeah, he could go run it now. That's yeah, what, he's that's won, what I mean. He's won Power Eye National Midget races, and uh, just you know, he's man. He's so he's so good, and it's fun to watch him at Millbridge because, like, well, he, he says he can't run the bottom. He's probably going to have to figure that out if he wants to win some more races, but. Um, just to watch him on the top, I, there's no one that can do it right now at Millbridge better than him. Well, and you know, he's, he's just not scared, you know, he's like, and for better or worse, right. You know, because he's, he's young enough that he probably hasn't had the crashes that some of those other guys have had that have, you know, calmed him down a little bit, which is natural. I mean, every, you know, every driver goes through that phase where they're fearless and then they ring their bell or whatever. And it, it makes you think twice about attacking that hard completely normal but he just hasn't had that yet one because he's so good and he doesn't crash very often you know but two he's just you know young enough and hasn't raced enough yet still that he hasn't had one of those moments but it's i mean if you if anybody's watching this show and hasn't gone out to millbridge and watched him 
yet you need to because it i mean he's amazing in the midget and stuff obviously but watching him run that micro around there he is the bravest guy in that entire pit area and he's 13 years old it's amazing yeah we i I, just, I should have asked him if he was going to the give back classic at port city. Um, you know, they they've had that race at Millbridge the past couple of years. That's a, a ride to win the chili bowl ride, of course, or the money, which uh, Brian Carver ended up taking the money last year, but then a GoFundMe helped him get a ride with, with Keith Coons and the midgets. Um, but it's a micro race. that's moving to Oklahoma. Now I would assume he'd go out there and compete pretty good at port city, but there's, there's some really, really good talents in the micros right now. Um, you know, Jade Avedesian's another one that comes to mind. She's extremely talented. Uh, Ryan Timms is, is, you know, he's already a sprint car driver in my mind. He's won ASCS national sprint car races this year. Um, but Ryan Timms, you know, he's, he's going to be another guy to watch out for. And he's kind of in Chad's uh, camp right now. But um, the micro scene is probably as good as it's been. I, I give I give C Bell some credit for that. I think I think you know him coming from the micro background has really pumped up that crowd and shown that you can go from micro racing to NASCAR racing. Well, I think too the good thing that he's done is that you know he's he's started his own team you know with his own car and he races it you know pretty regularly you know whether it's him or somebody else driving it but he's he's very active in that scene and promoting it so. You know, not unlike what Larson did with the sprint with the World of Outlaw deal. You know, Christopher is using his platform as a cup driver to promote micro racing, and that's naturally going to just draw more eyes to it. So that's his way of you know of giving back to the sport. I think, and and you're right. You know, I think we've seen the the impacts of of uh, you know of that endorsement because I think it's um, you know, I think it's become a, you know, a really popular form. I mean, it's always been popular, you know, in certain areas, but you look even down here in North Carolina, you know, it's a huge deal obviously now. And, um, you know, didn't used to be as, as big of a deal. So I think it's credit to him. It's credit to, you know, the folks at Millbridge, obviously too, Ashley and Jeremy for doing what they've done, but, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's great. Good to have Brent Cruz on the show today. Uh, we are presented by quick pits and quickpits.com. It's your one-stop shop for over 350, thousand national parts and accessories from the brands you demand truck cheap auto and atv with fast free shipping to your door use promo code flow sports at checkout for additional additional savings before we get out of here where are you heading this weekend you working this weekend or what i go to vegas for the truck race uh so i leave thursday for that and come home on the red eye friday night so quick trip what do you think of uh slarson's tarleton mobile i love it i think it's awesome so cool it's going to look great under it's going to look great under the lights too it'll be awesome yeah it's really cool that and probably and probably look great in victory lane <laughs> yeah yeah most likely <laughs> uh it's you know tarleton has been a great supporter of sprint car racing in his career as well and it's really cool to see that he's able to get on a hendrick motorsports playoff car uh i think that's you know well not not only you know is it cool to see that he's able to do that? But, you know, in Vegas and in, in an important, you know, West Coast race for those guys, I think it's pretty cool. I agree. I mean, I think it, anytime, look, anytime that you can do, a, you know, some sort of crossover between sprint cars and, and NASCAR, I think it's uh, it's a win-win for everybody. So that's, and Tarleton's cars always are, are, you know, badass, super cool looking cars anyways. So I think it's a, I think it's a great pairing. No doubt. We'll see you next week. This has been episode 53 of the Loud Pedal Podcast on Flow Racing.